0: Hey, everybody, it's Ask, Is Gambling a Sin? We've got a couple of questions here on Ask. This is the episode you've been waiting for, probably. Let's watch.
1: Welcome to the Ask series, where Pastor Jamie answers your questions about God, the Bible, and your life. You can submit a question from our website, cornerstonebv.org, by going on our Facebook page, CornerstoneBV, or on Twitter, at CornerstoneBVMA. Remember, if you don't ask, you won't get an answer.
0: Welcome back to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie, we're at Cornerstone Church. This is where you ask questions, right? You go to cornerstonebv.org, you hit the media page, drop down, and there's this ask thing. We're changing up our website, but I'm sure it'll look something like that, right Steve? Uh, and you hit ask, you submit your question, and uh, you can leave your name, but most people don't. It's fine, we need your questions. We're a little bit low on them, so if you want your question about your faith or um, an issue about the Bible or life, how do we look at it, um, personal things going on, whatever it is, I'm sure other people have it. Well, that aside from one question we're gonna answer today. I guarantee nobody but Jack has that one. But that's okay, I'm gonna answer it anyway, right? So go to the go to that uh, our website, and do that and uh, that way you can get your question answered. So the first one is gambling is sin. As I mentioned in the open, um, you know, we get that a decent amount. Uh, There's a lot of different things that would be defined gambling. Playing the lottery is technically gambling, right? Playing a game of poker with your friends is gambling. Going to a casino is certainly gambling. Gambling on sports, you know. uh, Basically, whenever you put up money to try to win more money, uh, there's luck and chance involved. That's gambling, right? So there's certainly some in history of the church would say all forms of that are Uh, evil and sinful. And I think like other difficult issues that need conversation, um, that is too easy and not the case. The Bible does not say anything really about that. It says something things about chance and luck and being careful about, about kind of devoting your life to that because it's gonna go badly, right? But it doesn't say don't gamble. It doesn't say gambling's a sin. It doesn't say gambling's evil. So we can't do that. That's called legalism. That's when you look at something and I, I would agree with you as I'm about to say that gambling can be very, very dangerous and best to stay away from. Um, But, and so what we do in legalism is we take that as a very uh, core issue and we build walls around it and say it's biblical, right? Never gamble, right? Because gambling can cause really big problems. Um, But we can't do that. We can't add to God's Word, so we need to be careful about that, right? There's all kinds of issues throughout history, drinking, dancing, you know, uh, those kinds of things that are very, very important conversations to look at the Bible and and the Christian worldview, but to not put up walls and call them God's Word. If you want to put up walls and say, that is helpful to you, I have no issue with that, right? But. Um, we can't call it God's word and call it sin or evil. So what is gambling according to scripture? Well, it's not specifically mentioned, it's already mentioned, but man, the Bible talks so much about money and the dangers of it. First Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So this is, I mean, I can give you so many verses, but, I mean, the love of money. Not, remember, not money, as I've mentioned before, right? The love of money, the pursuit of money. Here's what that means. It's an idol. You think, and I've been there, right? I have definitely been there. You think, if I have more money, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be comfortable, I'll have security, I'll have what I need, and you begin to trust in money over God. And so gambling can be a real form of that. Say, if I just win $10,000 here, if I just win the lottery, if I just win the scratch ticket, if I go to the casinos and win big, I will be happy. And this fails. And so either you do win big or moderately so, and that's just fuels your fire all the more and the idol grows in your heart all the more or you lose big and you think the only way to gain it back is to go gamble again because again it really is the same source the idol of the love of money and so that's what usually is the root of this this is why gambling is usually not a good idea for us because it not only comes out of our love for money which isn't good Um, it can be sinful is sinful if it's a pursuit of money or it fuels it, right? And, and it makes us want money, want money, want money, and it drags us away from the Lord, right? So another thing the Bible talks about is how fleeting quick wealth is, which is what gambling is, right? It's not hard-earned money. Proverbs 13, 11, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Um, so what that proverb is, again, is those are uh, little tidbits of very good godly wisdom. It says, you know, hard work is gonna appreciate the money, and usually appreciate that it's from God, that he's blessed you with that. You've worked hard, you're not gonna waste it, you're not gonna do stupid stuff with it, typically, right? And and, and you'll, get, you'll grow in that and grow in, in making more of it and, and doing what God wants you to do with it. That's the hope, that's the wisdom behind it. But if you gain it hastily, you're like, oh, big deal, and you spend it or you gamble it away. And so gambling really kind of stirs that, right? Um, so it's a difficult issue because again, moderation. So, uh, you know, I go over with a few friends and we, you know, I used to do this in high school and college all the time with my friends, especially high school or even junior high school. And I'd take change. And, uh, sometimes for my mom, that probably wasn't good, but change from, you know, that I had collected and, and we'd, we'd play poker, we'd play all kinds of card games. And, You know, you might lose five bucks, 10 bucks, or you'd win five, and you thought at that time, wow, this is amazing. Was that wrong? Well, it could have led to more and more in my heart, but in of itself, no. It was really just a form of entertainment. It was probably a little wasteful, but. You know, one could argue going to a movie is that way or going you know, to a sporting event is that way or a play. Is that really, really necessary? No, but it's entertainment. And it's a way that you spent your money. So gambling can be like that too, right? Every once in a great while, grabbing a scratch ticket and playing it, and oh, isn't this fun, see if we won. Is that wrong? I mean, probably not evil in of itself, right? But casinos, other places of gambling, Um, that we frequent often, they're places that are designed by those who make them to drag you, tempt you into not only more and more gambling, but other vices that are not good for you, right? They give free drinks often, right? There's just other kinds of shows that sometimes are fine, but a lot of times are not. And it just shouldn't be places that Christians should be frequently often. Does that mean you walk into a a casino because it's someone's birthday party or what whatever, that you're necessarily in great sin? No, but you need to be incredibly careful about places like that, about regularly going to the corner store and buying a scratch ticket. Uh, Those types of things are stirring idols in our heart and shouldn't be what Christians should be about and what we're spending our time doing. That's why it's a complex issue. Is it evil in of itself? Not necessarily, but it's something to be very careful with and and if at all possible, to avoid. Okay, sports betting, all that stuff, it just leads you down a road um, that is almost never good, even if you win a lot, right? It drags you from where God wants you to be. Okay, that's a, a big question. The second one shouldn't be as long as the one I promised. Thank you, Jack, for these nerd, Bible nerd questions. We, we, we love them, let's see if I can find it here. Okay, uh, here we go. So this question, I'll try to kind of summarize it for us. It's about the Hebrew root word. It's the exact same for the nation of Edom. E-D-O-M, that was an enemy of Israel. If you read in the Old Testament, they come up a lot. Um, or it's the same Hebrew root word for Adam. And, and Jack asked, this, this, this can be confusing, um, especially looking at other books, where is the author referring to Adam or Edom? And, and this can be confusing. And I would agree, it can be, right? And, and so first of all, yes, it is the same root Hebrew word. It means reddish or something of the color red. Uh, and why is Adam named red? Well, the clay that God, it was the, the red clay that God formed him out of, most likely. It also became another variation of a meaning to form. Um, not sure if that came from the Genesis account or if that's what it was meant to be, but that's how he got his name, Adam. Reddish one or to be formed from the clay. Um, Edom, okay, is a nickname for Esau, right? Isaac's Uh, Firstborn son, he had Esau and Jacob. Esau did not get the birthright, Jacob did. Jacob becomes the line to which God blesses uh, his nation and his people. Esau becomes the founder of another very wealthy nation, at least at first, called Edom, his nickname. Where did it come from? And you remember the story, if you read in Genesis, uh, Esau uh, comes in and he's starving. He sells Jacob his birthright, kind of gets it swindled from him because he's kind of dumb, at least in that moment. And he said, give me some of that, and he was talking about the stew, the soup. Um, give me some of that reddish stuff. And that's where, again, it means red. That's where Edom comes from, okay? Also could be he was kind of reddish himself. I mean, there's a lot of theories around that as well. So, but back to the question, um, there's really not a great way um, to look at those two words and know exactly what they're talking about except for context, right? So, you know, just like an English word that might be used in in two very different uh, contexts, uh, you need to look at the sentence and the paragraph and the author and what's going on to, to get that. So that's your your basic way to do it. Sometimes that can be hard. I don't really understand this context. I don't really understand what's going on here. So that's why Word Studies, using your tools, online tools, go to Study Light, uh, go to Bible Gateway, um, get commentaries that are trusted. I can help you with that uh, for the book that you're looking at where good, solid, biblical scholars have done that work and can help you. And even then, there still can be times where we're like, we just don't. No. So good question Jack, love you, we'll talk soon. Remember, ask your questions. You too can be like Jack and be a Bible nerd and ask a question like that. Um, go to Bible, uh, no Bible, cornerstonebv.org and drop media, drop down, ask, ask your question. We need them, faith, Bible, life. And uh, we'll answer them in the next, uh, next episode or in a few more from now. And um, be sure to watch next week. Be sure to sign up for our services Saturday at five a great one to come if you're looking for a little extra room during a pandemic, or Sunday at nine or eleven. Love to see you, even if you've never been to church before. We'd love to see you at Cornerstone. God bless. Talk soon.
1: Thank you for listening to our Ask series. We hope it has blessed your life. You can submit a question from our website cornerstonebv.org by going on our Facebook page Cornerstone BV or on Twitter at Cornerstone BVMA. Remember, if you don't ask, you won't get an answer. You are welcome to join us on a Sunday morning at either 9 or 11. We are a gospel-centered church where our lives are transformed by the power of God's Word.